this homily this morning, I propose to do uh, something that I think may be on many of our minds. I propose to answer the question that comes up, at least it comes up to me when I read this gospel this morning, and that simply is, why don't the trees listen to us? I know it's a little bit silly to say it that way, but let's think about it. Jesus says, if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, you could say to that mulberry tree, get up and go plant yourself somewhere else, and it would listen to you. So how do we understand that statement from Jesus? Now, I remember when I was young, hearing this gospel reading and, and kind of thinking it through, you know, there's two apparent choices with this gospel. We hear that statement from Jesus, and, well, I don't know about you, but at least I can't go outside and make trees move around. And so the thought is, well, either Jesus is saying something wrong there, either Jesus is wrong, that if we have faith, that we can't actually make trees do that. But we don't want to say that, of course, Jesus is never wrong. And the other option is, well, Jesus is right, and so that must mean I just don't have enough faith. I mean, I feel like I've got some, but maybe it's not even a mustard seed's worth. Maybe I'm just above zero, barely. Maybe I'm just not a very good disciple. Maybe if I were just holier and had way more faith, then I could go out and do that. But I don't think it's either of those, brothers and sisters. And so I want to, like I said, go through this homily and try and find an answer to that question. So let's start in the Old Testament this morning. Uh, Habakkuk, the prophet, is crying out to God. And I'm going to read you just a couple of lines from this. He says, How long, O Lord, I cry for help, but you do not listen. I cry out to you violence, but you do not intervene. Why do you let me see ruin? Why must I look at, look at misery? Destruction and violence are before me. There is strife and clamorous discord. All right, so Habakkuk is crying out to the Lord. He sees all of these terrible things happening around, and he's saying, God, why aren't you listening to me? I'm crying out to you to ask you to stop these bad things, and you're not listening. Why aren't you stopping this evil? I think that's something that probably many, if not all of us, can relate to. At different times in our lives, bad things are happening around us and we cry out to God, Lord, this tough thing is happening in my life, please make it end. And then if it doesn't go away, we cry out, Lord, why aren't you listening to me? I'm crying out to you, why don't you hear my prayer? And so we're left with this uh, question or with this problem. And it's the age-old problem, I suppose, the problem of evil. Why does God let bad things happen sometimes? Why does God, if he's all-powerful, if he's all-good, if he's all-knowing and loving, why does he let bad things happen sometimes? It's a tough question to answer. But I think the only real way we can answer it, brothers and sisters, is by realizing that God, who is, in fact, all-powerful, all-knowing, all-loving, all of those things, while he is all of those things, he allows evil sometimes so that he can bring greater good out of it. That's something that we should always hold on to in our spiritual lives. When we've got suffering, when we're carrying a cross, when we've got uh, difficulty at work or in our family, when we've got an illness, when somebody dies who's close to us, and our temptation is to look at God and say, Lord, why aren't you doing anything? Why aren't you answering me? Why aren't you taking this evil away? Instead of doing that, we're meant to remember, no, God only allows suffering if he wants to bring something good out of it, if he wants to sanctify it somehow. And the best example of this that we have, brothers and sisters, is the cross of Jesus Christ itself. 
If we ask the question, what's the single worst thing that's ever happened? The single worst thing that's ever happened in the history of creation. What would it be? And we would have to give the answer that it's Jesus dying on the cross. It's Jesus, who is God himself, coming to live as part of his creation, and then his creatures putting him to death on the cross. It's the greatest act of evil that's ever happened. But then if we ask the opposite question and say, what's the single greatest thing that's ever happened in the history of creation? Again, we would have to point at the cross, and we would say, Jesus, our Lord and Savior, coming down to live with us and then sacrificing himself for us. In other words, the good that comes out of Jesus sacrificing himself on the cross infinitely outweighs the evil that was done. And so we see that God, in his beautiful providential plan for all of us, allows evil sometimes, but only to bring something greater out of it. That always has to be our mindset, brothers and sisters. When we're carrying a cross, we have to trust in Jesus Christ. We have to surrender to him. We have to say to ourselves, okay, even though I can't see what good is going to come out of this, even though I don't know what God's plan is, even though it's tough for me to to carry this cross right now and I feel like I'm getting crushed by it, even though all of those things, I still trust in you, Jesus. I still open my heart to you. I still intend to follow your plan for me so that you can bring good out of this situation and so that you can make me a saint through this cross. Because that's the greatest good that Jesus Christ desires for all of us, that we would become saints by carrying our crosses. And this, brothers and sisters, herein lies the answer to the question, why don't the trees listen to us? You know, Jesus doesn't want us to go out and be tree masters or something like that. Jesus wants us to be saints. And Jesus is saying that, guys, if you can open your heart to me just a little bit, if you can have just a little bit of faith in me, a mustard seed sized bit of faith in me in the toughest times, if you're willing to open the door of your heart just a crack to me when you're carrying that heavy cross, I'm going to do amazing things through it. I'm going to work real miracles in your life. I'm going to do great deeds through your trust in me. He's using the trees as an example, as hyperbole, but the point is we're meant to open our hearts and trust in Jesus, and it's through that laying down of our lives in surrender to Jesus Christ that he's going to do great things, even greater than moving a tree into a river. That's what we're called to, brothers and sisters. We are called to live in that closeness, in that trust, in that surrender with Jesus Christ. And it's there that we find our peace. It's when we lift our eyes to God our Father that we can find real peace. And so this is the second week of our homily series entitled, Lift Your Eyes. Because when we're carrying the cross, if all we do is look at ourselves, if, if all we do is focus on the pain, on the suffering, on everything that we're going through in that moment, it's going to be unbearable. It's going to be something that we can't carry. But it's when we lift our eyes to God our Father and say, Father, I trust in you, I trust in your plan, and I'm open to your will. I'm open to the good that you want to bring out of this. It's when we lift our eyes that God 
can redeem that suffering and sanctify us through it. And I know this is tough. I know this is not fun. I know it's not something that sounds like it's going to be easy to do because it's not. But if you need a boost in your faith, if you need a miracle to happen, if you need Jesus to give you something to help you carry the tough cross, well, you're in the right place, brothers and sisters. Because every time we come to Mass, every time we approach the altar of sacrifice of Jesus Christ, a miracle happens. Truly, a miracle happens every time we're at Mass. Think of it this way. The bread and wine that we're going to use for Mass are at the back right now. Someone's going to bring those up in a couple minutes. I'll bring them to the altar. I'll say the blessing over them. And then eventually I'll get to the part where I say the words of consecration. The words of Jesus Christ himself. And at that moment, the bread and wine that was brought forward that's pretty much worthless on its own. You know, it's just a few pieces of bread, a little bit of wine. Not worth very much by itself. But through the words of consecration, through the words of the priest, through the words of Jesus Christ himself, they're no longer bread and wine anymore. A miracle happens. And even though it still looks like bread and wine, it's not. It's changed into the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus Christ himself made present to us. This is where we draw our strength. This is how we get the courage to carry our crosses. If we're missing out on this, we're missing out on everything. We're missing out on the very foundation of our faith. We need to be here at Mass to receive Jesus Christ himself into our hearts so that we can carry our crosses with him. And so now I'll just leave you with the words of St. Paul from our second reading today. This is St. Paul's second letter to Timothy, his very dear friend. It's a very affectionate letter, a very beautiful letter, so read it if you have time later today. But I'll just give you a couple lines here. He says, For God did not give us a spirit of cowardice, but rather of power and love and self-control. So do not be ashamed of your testimony to our Lord, nor of me, a prisoner for his sake. But bear your share of hardship for the gospel with the strength that comes from God. Brothers and sisters, we're all carrying crosses. We've all got difficulties. But we're called to carry it with Jesus Christ, to bear that hardship for the gospel with him, with the strength that comes from God. So let us continue to receive his love into our hearts. Let us continue to strive to carry our crosses well so that we glorify God the Father and we receive his help to become the saints that he calls us to be.